Well, we have a treat for you tonight because who we got speaking, he is no stranger to Excel. I know he loves you guys, and I know for a fact that you love him. So could you actually help us out? Let's stand up one more time. Stand up on your feet. Come on, everyone can do it. We're going to stand up. We're going to stand up. Stand up. Stand up. And I want you to scream and shout and clap for our speaker tonight, Pastor Nelson Vargas. They sure to give me a mic over there. My bad. I stole yours. Have a seat. Have a seat. Some of y'all meant that from your hearts, and I, I thank you for it. Amen. Somebody else, I was watching one of y'all, like, she was like, stand up. And she, some of y'all are like, come on, man. <sighs> My back hurts. I don't even know this dude. Amen. I love you, too. I love you, too, guys. Hey, quick shout out to your lead pastor, Pastor Joey Silva. My guy. Who comes to church on Sundays here? Who doesn't? And you're like, I need to. I need to. I know I need to. We're going we gonna to lie in church. Okay. Every one of them comes to church on Sunday, right? Is that what, is that what I'm thinking? Hmm? Okay, cool. Y'all need to. Uh, to know your pastor is such a blessing in my life. I've known him for so many years, and uh, yeah, whenever he calls, I don't care uh, what the time limit is or the notice is, I'm like, yep, I will drop everything and uh, assist my boy whenever he needs that, that's for sure. So I, I love your pastor. I love your youth pastor. Uh, your boy graduated top of his class. Do y'all notice? <laughs> pastor, is he? What, is it, is it army? I don't want to mess it up. What, 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 what? Is what now? Army. Okay, I thought you said something else. You were like, no, Carmi. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Uh, he at top of his class, army chaplain, just doing his thing. I was telling Pastor Ariel, I've never been top of my class in anything, y'all. Severe ADHD, barely did homework, amen. The grace of the Lord carried me through. But shout out to him. I, I just think that's phenomenal. When I saw that, I'm like, look at you, number one. You know you got to call him that to stroke his ego a little bit when you see him next time, right? Call him Pastor One. He'll be like, what is that? You number one, baby, in your class. Just, just do that for him. He earned it. He deserves it, Amen. Some of y'all are like, no, I ain't going to do that. I'm a grown man. Okay, cool. Um, tonight, I want to talk to you about time. Look at somebody and say, it's time. So y'all going to sit on the front row. You got to listen, dog. You know what I'm saying? Because you're too close not to be. Okay, one more time. Look at somebody and say, it's time. They did it. They did it. Look at somebody else and say, it's time for you to brush your teeth. My word. I'm going to just look at my other neighbor the whole night because you flagrant in there. In the name of Jesus. We're in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. How many of y'all have ever heard this, this chapter, the, there's a time for this, there's a season for this? Wave at me if you're like, I'm familiar with that a little bit. We're going we're, we're gonna to go there tonight before we get you in your small groups. How many of you guys are enjoying small groups at the end of services now? Yeah? Fire. I got a lot to say about that. Let's go. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. We with everybody? We Gucci back there? We got a, a person in training back there. Amen. Primo showing them the ropes. Y'all give it up for my boy back there on slides. <laughs> I'm good. I brought a whole iPad, so I don't need nothing. But they, they need to see the scriptures in the name of Jesus. All right, here we go. There is a time for everything. Somebody said there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. Let me stop there. How many of y'all are like, the Bible says there's a time to kill? For real? Yeah, you, you probably got like an older sister. You're like, really? Jesus said I can? Not in that context. Amen. There's a time to kill. There really is. I, I, I am a gun owner, right? I, 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 
I moved to Texas for six years. I was youth pastoring out there. And in Texas, if you don't own a gun, they'll just send you back to wherever you came from. They're about that life. So I got certified. I got my license to carry. I got a couple guns at the crib. If I'm at home sleeping and you break into my home, y'all know that happens in Chicago, right? Like home invasions. It's worse. Like if no one's home and you sneak in, props. You clever. Amen. But we just do. You just kick the door down to come through. That's brazen. And if you got... I don't mean to terrify you, I'm sorry. If you've got the courage to do that in my house while my son and my wife are asleep, bruh, there's not a, that's not a time. How many, how many of you guys know there's not a time to have a conversation there? Like, sir, I just saw you kick my door down. I just wanted to ask you a couple questions. How was your day? Is everything okay at home? Was dad around for you? Would you like a cup of coffee? It's late. Would you like some decaf? I don't want to keep you up all night as you're robbing me. That's not a time for a conversation. Aaron, it's time for that action, and uh, there's a time to kill, right? It's, if, it's, if it's in self-defense, if it's to protect you and yours, and it's either your life or theirs, that's a good time to kill. There's a time to heal. There's a time to tear down and a time to build. Verse 4 says there's a time to weep and a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn and a time to dance. Have y'all ever done both at the same time where you're laughing and crying? You're nodding. I know you feel me. You'd be like, (laughs) just kind of going between motions, a time to mourn and a time to dance. Verse five says there's a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace. I'm gonna stop here for a second. And a time to refrain from embracing. Y'all, every church, especially youth groups, amen. Let me not look at none of y'all in the eyes over there. Has that one guy that's just like, hey, girl, where's my hug? <laughs> right? Don't look at anybody. Don't be elbowing anybody. Every church got at least a couple people like that. Uh, and I'm, who knows, maybe somebody accused me of being that one time. Because I, that's one of my love languages, physical touch. I'm a hugger. If I, I know you and you just barely shake my hand or give me a dap, I'm going to be like, they don't really love me like that. I, I'm a hugger. I need that in my life. But um, if there's ever anyone that, you know, steps up to you a little too close, you know what I'm saying, all up in the comfort zone, you can just hit them with this verse. Take a screenshot of this. Write this down. But like, brother, Ecclesiastes 3.5 says there's a time to refrain from embracing. I'm just trying to honor the Lord with my life, bro. So right now, this hug is not godly. I'm going to need you to back up two feet. Three feet, your breath. Amen. And you just let them know with the love of the Lord. Verse 6, there's a time to search and a time to give up. Listen, every, every like, coach and positive slogan in the world will tell you, never give up. And I'm about that life too. But the Bible says there's a time to give up. Isn't that wild? There's times where we're searching, we're trying to do something so hard, and we're like, oh, I'm just, if I could just do this, I'm going to get it. And there's certain things that we're working so hard to achieve that God's like, I never asked you to do that. Even, even some holy stuff, right? Where we're doing stuff for God. We're doing stuff in service and we're, we're just running ourselves thin and we're like, uh, what is wrong? I just, I can't give up though. If I just try harder and God's like, you're burned out because you're doing a lot of things and a lot of activity that I never asked you to do, right? So there is a time to give up certain things. There's a time to keep and a time to throw away. Full disclosure, my wife wanted me to throw this jacket away and I was like, I'm aware to preach in tonight. Watch. Why? I'm going to show y'all. I got a hole. Is this the armpit? Y'all see the hole? My boy got a new camera. You want to see it? You didn't get it? There it is. Right there. I literally, Father, forgive me, I withheld a little bit of worship today because my boy got a new camera and he was coming close to me. He was like, holy. I'm like, no, I got literally holy. I can't. So I was, I was doing this and I kept it, I kept it right here tonight. 
there's a time to throw away, but, you know, I'm hanging on to things maybe a little bit too long. Amen. Pray for me. I'm, I'm halfway saved. Verse 7 says this. There's a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent, and a time to speak. That's good stuff. When someone's preaching, Pastor Ariel's up here on the mic, Pastor Izzy, anybody, a guest speaker, there's a time to speak, there's a time to be quiet. Whenever anyone has a mic, that's a good time to be quiet. Unless you're like, amen, that's cool. But to have a whole conversation, you know what I'm saying? When your teachers are talking to school, you're just like, <laughs> I would, it was him, I didn't do it. There's a time to be silent, and there's a time to speak. Verse 8, a time to love, and a time to hate. How many, how many of you guys think that's weird that the Bible says there's a time to hate? You can be honest in church. It is. Like, well, I thought we were supposed to love everybody. Jesus says, love your enemies, pray for them. Like, what do we hate? I got a whole sermon on that. It's called God is love, but he's a hater. And it's literally about the seven things that the Bible says that God hates. Seven things that he just finds detestable. He hates liars. He hates idolatry. There's like a whole list. And to love God with all your heart is to hate sin. It is. To love God and to want to follow him is to hate the sin in your neighbor's life that's keeping them from being here tonight at Excel. When you know good and well they should have been here. Have no good reason not to come to church tonight, but they're out there doing their own thing right now. And you're like, I hate that the devil has kind of a hold on their life. I hate that. It causes you to want to fight for people, fight for yourself. There's a time to hate. There's a time for war and a time for peace. And we're going to skip to verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Even feet, y'all. I think feet are some of the nastiest things God has ever made. But the Bible says, beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news, who carry the gospel. I told my wife that the other day. She tried to take me to get a pedicure. I was like, no, 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 no. Don't you call ugly what the Lord called beautiful, baby. These are beautiful already. If it's not beautiful yet, God's not done with it yet. Father, we thank you for this time. God, I just pray that you would do what I can. Change our minds. Change our perspective. Recalibrate us, God. Realign us, Lord. Some of us are just going through the motions of life. We wake up, we just go to school and just do whatever. It's just like another day. We don't care. We're not thinking. We're not taking the time to pursue you and see what it is you created us for in the first place. And your word tells us, God, that we are your masterpiece created anew in Christ Jesus to do the good things that you planned for us long in advance. Without our input, God, you made plans for us. And Father, I pray that it would become our life's goal to find out what those plans are and to be about your business, God, to be about your Father's work, just like you were, Father. Do that for us tonight, God. It's in Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. In the nine verses we just read, what word stuck out to you most? This is not rhetorical. I need some answers. You... Time. Who agrees with that? Three people, amen. Y'all got any other answers then? You just, okay, cool. Time, that's the word. That's a good time for that slide, amen. Time. How many times, do I have any money on me? Because let me just motivate y'all. Y'all don't want to answer questions in church. I'm going to give $5 to the person who guesses this correctly without looking back at your Bible. This is about the one time you'll ever hear a preacher say, don't open your Bible, amen. How many times do you think the word time got used in those nine verses? No. You get one answer too, by the way, so you're, you're done. There's a time to be silent. Now's your time, brother. You lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the, we read nine verses. 18? No. Five? 16. Somebody shout it out. Twenty-two. 
My boy's going to win the money. He's just saying every number known to man. He's like 2.1. My boy. 30 times, y'all. 30 times. Some of y'all are like, I could have counted. I know my numbers. But you didn't. The Bible says it's time to speak and it's time to remain silent. That was your time to speak. That $5 had your name on it. Abe Lincoln was looking at you like, what's up? You know you want this. He could have, you could have had it. You could have had it. 30 times. Guys, anytime the Bible says something that often, that many times, there's a reason. Let's talk about time for a second. If I, I would ask you to define time in your own words, we ain't got time for that because I'm trying to get y'all in your small groups. Two Greek words are at the root of this. The first one you're probably familiar with. Y'all ever heard, well, let me just give you the word, chronos. That's the word. Definition should be on the screen. Chronos is measurable time, right? It's just a set time. It's a specific time. It's just seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years. What time is it right now? It is 1147. That's chronos. Just a, a measurable amount of time. Yeah, it's already. Chronos. <laughs> like, uh, Y'all ever heard of chronological? Amen. That's where the word comes from. Chronos is that, that Greek word. It's just regular old time. That's it. That's, that's time. And that's how most of us look at life. It's just, it's just whatever. What time is it? It don't even matter. Whatever the clock says. I don't really care. The other word, this is the word that gets me excited, is kairos. Everybody say kairos. Y'all going to be talking about this in small groups later, so remember, try to get this in now. Chronos, that's just measurable time. It's set time. It's like 3 o'clock, December 12th. Like, whatever it is, that's just regular, measurable time. Kairos is this, an appointed time, an opportune time, the right time. Y'all, kairos is when the conditions for you to do the thing you've been wanting to do your whole life just clear up. All of a sudden, the rain goes away. The sun comes out. Y'all, there's a day coming up. I think next week, is it Thursday or Tuesday? Y'all already know what I'm talking about, don't you? It's going to be 70 degrees. Yes, praise the Lord. Worship him. Listen, that's about 35 degrees higher than the normal average for this time of the year. And then, like, the next day is like 26. Like, what? So if y'all want to get the short time... I got a motorcycle. I might dust her off. You know what I'm saying? Blah, there is a window of time. There is an appointed time. There's an opportune time, y'all. The right time to enjoy a little summer in February. Y'all, it's happening. And it's just going to be one day. It's probably going to be for a few hours. Usually it's like a random time, like three is like the hottest it gets. You're like, it's 70. Let's do this. That's not a good time to be inside doing homework. Do the worst first. Get everything you need to get done so you can have a good time. You said Tuesday or Thursday, Gio? Babe, if you're watching online, we got plans Tuesday. Amen. I don't know what we're doing, but we're going to do something. It's an appointed time. It's an opportune time. It's the right time. So on that note, I'm going to give you three quick points. Number one is not all time is equal. Not all time is equal. What if it wasn't just 8 p.m., right? But it was an appointment scheduled by God himself for a purpose. What if? When was the last time you actually looked and said, God, is there anything you want to do with me today? How many of y'all pray every day before you leave the house for school? Okay. So the rest of y'all just, how many of y'all put clothes on before you leave the house? You, you dress yourself, amen? No streakers? Praise God. We laugh at that, but we leave the house for school spiritually naked all the time when we don't pray. You're like, I'm just going to get an education too, my friends. You are going into a battlefield for souls. And the fun thing about school is you can't get out of it, and I'm too old to get in it. I would get arrested if I tried to go up in your school. So guess what God's calling to reach your school? You, not me. 
I can get y'all on a Thursday night here at Excel. I can get my youth group on Wednesday. I can't go in your school. We'll get arrested so fast. Are you kidding me? Y'all are the missionaries. Y'all are the ones that God is calling and wanting to use to reach people. When was the last time you prayed something like this? God, I don't know what's going to happen today at school, but would you just prepare me? Like, if you want me to say something to somebody, if you want me to do something, God, you're alive. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. God, whatever you want to do, God, I want to do it with you. I'm willing, I'm, I'm able, I'm a little nervous, God, but I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. God, give me the strength. Protect me, be with me, God, and just, uh, as Pastor Phil Schneider says, God, I am a currency in your hands. Spend me however you wish, God. In Jesus' name, amen. You think you'd have a different day at school? I guarantee you would. Some of y'all are like, no, little faith. If, whether you think you won't or you think you're, you can, you will. That's just true. Guys, not all time is equal. My son, oh, man. I don't want to get ahead of myself with this. Guys, we have to look for the moments. We have to look for the opportunities. We, we can't just keep existing. And the people who think Christianity is boring and like, man, church is lame, it's because we're not really living the abundant life that God talks about. There are plans that he created for every single person in this room. Some of y'all are like, I'm here for the first time. I don't even know Jesus like that. He knows you. He knew you before you were born. He knows the number of hairs on your head. He knows your attitude. The good, the bad, the ugly, and he still loves you, still chose you, still has plans for your life. The calling on your life is irrevocable. When was the last time you said, God, I'm just a piece of clay. You're the creator. What did you make me for? What do you want me to be doing? And when we just look at time, just like everything's just chronos, man. It's just, it's just 7.52, bro. This ain't no big deal. Calm down. You get a little too excited with your little holy jacket. Calm down. It's, there's so much more to life than that. So if, if not all time is equal... My second point is this. You're not just killing time when you don't do anything. You're killing opportunities. You just go to school. You just wake up. It's just whatever. You just go through life, man. And y'all, one of my friends, Pastor John Harper, he lost his fight with cancer. One of the things he said all the time that stuck with me is this quote. He says, the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized within the lifetime of the opportunity. The opportunity of a lifetime, man, it has to be seized within the lifetime of the opportunity. The ancient theologian Eminem phrased it this way. He says, you only got one chance. Do not miss. You only got one shot, right? Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Yo, okay, so somebody knows what I mean, what he's saying. Y'all, who plays double dutch? Y'all from Chicago. Anybody ever played? I'm not talking about regular jump rope. I'm talking about two. Have y'all ever jumped in that? Gio, even goofing around, have you? Did you succeed? You're lying. The devil's a liar, Gio, amen. Bro, you got to time that thing. Like, if people are doing it, you're like, and you get scared. No, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't. It's going to hit me in the head. You're like, if you don't get it right, you got to know. And listen, there's a moment, there's a window, and it's just, it's there for you. But you have to seize it. What does it mean for something to be seized? I got the definition for you up there. Taking hold possession or control of as by force or legal authority confiscated captured or appropriated y'all there are things God wants you to reach out and grab and do for him and we are entirely too timid and we're not looking for those opportunities y'all and God's like no I've given you the legal authority to be my ambassador wherever you go the Holy Spirit speaks through you chains can be broken lives can be changed through you you don't need to call Pastor Ariel every 10 seconds to come do this and, hey, pray for my mama. You could pray. 
And the God, God can flow and, 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 and move through you. That's part of your design, but you got to seize it. You got to take hold of it. And y'all, one of the biggest things in my life right now, I'm telling you, I'm just in a season where like, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older. I'm 43. I'm like, I don't know how many years I have left. I'm an old, I was born in the 1900s, guys. It's a long time ago. I don't know how much time I have left. And I don't want to miss God. I know this is online right now, but even in, even in our church right now, we're going through a season of really tough transition. Things have happened, and they've got me just reexamining my whole life. Y'all ever face something like that where you're like, up is down, down is up. You're like, God, what is happening right now? And my biggest prayer is like, God, in everything that's happening, I don't want to miss you. I don't ever want to leave a place or a situation or a relationship prematurely because something feels uncomfortable. That's not an indicator that God wants you away from something. Some of y'all probably don't. There's an empty chair right here. Who, who, who normally sits here? Let's just make up a name. Lee, Lee, We're going to call him Lee, Lee. Let's say Lee, Lee had a bad conversation with you. Something happened, and now Lee, just like, oh. Lee, looking at this bad convo we had with one of, one of y'all. Not y'all, because you got the money. You, you know, you're going to go to Dog Stop afterwards, hook him up with a little veggie dog or something for Lee. He has a bad interaction with somebody, and he's like, man. God must not want me at that youth group anymore because they said this about me. That is not an indication that God wants you to go somewhere. It really isn't. I don't ever want to stay somewhere too long because something feels good. That's another, these are all bad uh, indicators and, and, and metrics that we use to make decisions in life all the time. It's like, no, no, no. God, what do you want me to do? Even Jesus, did he pray for every single person he ever came in contact with? Yeah, for those of you who said no, you read your Bible, praise God. There was times Jesus was on his way to another town. He's like, he told his disciples, like, let's ride, y'all. Get in the whip. We gone. And they're like, but there's all these people here, Lord. And it's just like, we got somewhere to go, and we've got a time to get there. And, and some of us, man, even, even, let me say this for youth leaders, for some of y'all, they're just like, holy, you just chasing after the Lord with your whole heart. Right now. Amen. Bless your heart. Amen. There will never be a shortage of good things that you could do. It's not about the good thing. It's about, God, what do you have for me specifically? I don't want your permissible will. What is your perfect will for my life right now? What do you want me to be doing? And figure that out and get to doing that, right? You're like, you're not going to help the kids in China? Like, they're awesome. That's beautiful too. But what about the pandas? We got to rescue them. There's plastic in the ocean. Like, bro, my bad. I recycle. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, you can't meet every single cause that ever existed and you were not created to. You are not God. God has a path for you, and we need to get about that life and about that business to figure out what it is he's calling us to. So seize it. Take that. My last thing is this. We're going to pray. I want to get you all in the small groups. Don't kill time. Redeem it. Don't kill time. Y'all, redeem it. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, see then that you walk circumspectly. Let me stop there for a second because I didn't hear none of y'all say circumspectly during the game. That's just not in our lingo. Circumspectly means you're not willing to take unnecessary risks. And that doesn't mean that you're like a lame, like the Holy Spirit's like, go pray for that girl. You're like, uh-uh, I'm trying to walk circumspectly. I ain't taking no risks. That doesn't mean like that. It means the dumb risks for your boys. Like, what's up, man? Which, are we going to school tomorrow or no? We cut, bro. You going to school tomorrow? Bro, you're a lame dog. Come on, let's cut class. Let's go smoke weed. Come on, bro, what do you look? Goody two-shoes? Oh, you went to that church that one time? You look lame. Bro, come with us, dog. And you're like, all right. Or... The Holy Spirit's like, no, new, new, red lights, everything, right? Don't do it. And circumspectly, is not willing to take risks. Like, I know who I am. I know who God has called me to be. I don't know exactly all the details of what I'm supposed to do, but I know good and well I'm not supposed to be doing that. 
So I'm not willing to take the risk because I don't know if tomorrow's promised. I've got to be about God's business today, and I know that's not God's will, so let me just stay in my lane now. Y'all, y'all, y'all do you. Y'all do you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to be here. So walk circumspectly. Don't be taking just unnecessary risk. Don't risk it for the biscuit for no reason. Like, no, no, no. Follow God. Not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Y'all, we live in some evil times. I hardly watched the news. For some reason, I felt like watching the news last night. Came home from church. We're, we're such creatures of character. My wife and I, we go to Mesón del Taco in Elmwood Park. We always get the same meal on Wednesday nights. Get that carne asada. Mm. P. Joy better take me somewhere delicious tonight because I'm hungry. Um, and we eat. And like we were just, I was just waiting for my wife. So if you're married, you understand this. You can't watch good shows without your wife because they get mad. So you, episode one, we got to watch it together, right? So I'm like, I was just killing time like, there it is, killing time. So I threw on the news, ABC7. First thing I see is a fire. A baby got burned and badly hurt yesterday. Second thing they show was a mother just crying. She got a phone call. like, hey, mom, we need you to come identify the body. She's like, what are you talking about? They shot her pregnant daughter in the face and murdered her. And she was already talking about what she was going to name the girl that was inside of her. I can't remember the, the pronunciation of it, but basically the name means chosen by God. And, and you get a call to come identify the body? Like, we live in an evil world, y'all. You need to wake up and realize that there is a war going on, and you are enlisted. It's not this passive thing where you're like, no, y'all could do that. I'm just gonna... No, no, no. God's called you. He's called you. The Bible says the harvest is ripe. Man, but the workers are few. It shouldn't be that way. If you, if you be all in or, or not, it's pick this day who you'll serve. Go for it. So how do we do that? Maybe some of y'all are like, okay, I'm down. I want to, like, know what to do in life. Let me ask, has anyone ever felt, they call it a prompting, something inside you that's like, you should do this thing right now? And it's maybe not just, like, read the Bible right now. Something like, how many of y'all have ever been in school or somewhere, and you see somebody sitting by themselves at lunch? Maybe they're at the lame table, and you're at the cool table, right? Because all y'all cool in here. You got $5, you're real cool now. And um, have you ever felt something? It was like, man, I feel sorry for that girl. I should just go sit with her right now. Just It'll be weird because I'm going to pull up. She's going to be like, huh? Huh? What's her name? None of your business. Cool. You mind if I sit here? Free country. All right, bet. Just sit there. How many of y'all, honestly, have you ever felt something inside you that said urging you, kind of pulling you to do something good? Wave at me if that's ever been a thing for you. Okay, cool. I want more of that for you because I know that's God's will for your life. He didn't create you just to waste space. I think every single day you are in existence on this planet is an opportunity for you to showcase and display the love of God. It absolutely is. So how do we do it? I'm going to just give you one verse for this. John 16, 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, somebody said the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. The spirit of truth. This is the Holy Spirit. The third person of the Trinity, and he's not some redheaded stepchild, just the last one, like we got to talk about that. No, no, no. The Holy Spirit is God. Fully God. We can sing, praise the Father, praise the Son, praise the Spirit. We worship the Spirit. The Trinity is not some jealous, dysfunctional, desperate housewives kind of thing. They're like, yes, worship all of us. We are equal. The Holy Spirit is alive and active today, has feelings. The Holy Spirit wants to be in relationship with you. The Holy Spirit can be grieved by you. When you're holding a grudge, when you're being petty, when you're mad, it's, and the Holy Spirit's like, oh, that hurts me. We got to be cl- 
careful not to grieve the Holy Spirit and to continue inviting him to speak and move in our lives. He will direct you. He will guide you into all truth. You just got to be close enough to hear it. That's all it is. He's always speaking. Some of you are like, I haven't heard from God since I was in sixth grade. He's always talking, y'all. It's all about our positioning. Are you close enough to hear him? One of the questions I'm going to ask you in your small group, and we can throw them up there so you can get a little preview of it. I just want to give you the last one. The Holy Spirit will guide you, but you've got to be close enough to listen, right? I read this the other day. Intimacy requires intentionality. You can't be intimate with someone or something by accident. You have to make time. You have to take time. Every single one of us in this room has 24 hours in a day. Well, no, but I got basketball practice, and I got cheer after school, and I can't do it. You could wake up earlier. And the truth is, here's the truth. Y'all ready for hard truth? You find time for what you really want to do. You know it. I'm busy. I got finals, but you watch all three seasons of Ted Lasso in two days. You find time for what you really want to do. We all have the same amount of time. Take time. So I want you to talk about that when you get to that last question. Do you have a set time where you regularly meet with God? God's like, I know at 6 a.m., before school, before this, even if it's for 30 minutes, my boy, I'm going to hear from him. We're going to hang out. We're going to talk. He's going to hear from me. I'm going to bless him. And he's going to start his day just like on cloud nine. And I know before he goes to sleep, he's going to talk to me because we got it like that. We're close. We're close. Do you have a set time? If not, I don't have enough space. I don't want to go to that fourth line. I'm paranoid like that. Choose one tonight. That's my challenge. When you're in your small group, be like, you know what? I'm going to be dead honest. I do not wake up to pursue God uh, ever. I don't have a set time where I meet with him. I pray, you know, in the car and, you know, sometimes in the bathroom. I just be like, Jesus and toilet paper. You don't have a set time where you spend time with him? But let you get booed up. Oh, my word. Y'all still do that? Where you're on the phone three hours? Come on. You hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> oh, my God. We've been talking for 16 hours. It's just, bro, who has your heart? Does God have you or does he not? And I know in pre-service prayer, man, I was here with everyone. We're praying for miracles. Maybe the biggest miracle tonight will be for you to move from liking God to loving God and putting him above your sin and be like, no, no, no I can't do that anymore. There's some things that aren't even necessarily bad, right? The Bible says to throw off everything that so easily uh, trips you up and stops you and the sin. So and the sin? So what else? Could, some of y'all, there's some good things that we have out of order that we're putting before God and they become bad things. If I elevate my son, who's an absolute miracle above God, and I'm like, no, I can't go preach at Excel tonight. We got to play, um, you know, monster trucks for the 900th time this week. Bless God. And I'm like, nope, I'm not doing it, God. I just made Noah a God. If I spend more time with my wife and I devote my love and heart to her, and I'm like, the Bible says to do that. Yeah, but not above me. I'm your first love. That's the first call to just be with God. If you want to hear from God and you don't want to waste time, you know there's an appointment, there's an opportune time. You're like, I want to be about that life. Guys, my biggest regret, and I'm ending here. First close, right? We're going to do that. Is faking the funk all throughout high school, bro. I will go to church. Most people didn't know I went to church. I remember when a bunch of my friends found out I went, and they all were like, we're coming next week. And I was like, oh, my word. Y'all are coming to my church. This is going to be embarrassing. They're going to talk about sin. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. They're going to hate me. Dude, they wanted to come more than I wanted to go to church. I found out years after I graduated that this guy I used to sit next to in class committed suicide. And I remember thinking, man, what if I would have said something? What if I wasn't ashamed of Christ? Like, would it have changed anything? I don't know, but it couldn't hurt. 
There's people broken all around you, and you're just like, yeah, somebody will do it. You know what I'm saying? Pastor Izzy just number one in his class. He's a chaplain and everything. He's going he to come do it. No, he can't. It's your responsibility, your call. And God wants to use you. And it's not this dictator thing like, you do what I say. No, you get to do life with God. You get to participate. You get to be used by God. And can I tell you something? When you begin to say yes to small things that seem really weird, like, hey, go tell that kid Jesus. Go tell him Jesus loves you. You're like, that's the most cliche thing ever. Like, everybody, just go tell him. Like, no, that's weird. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And then you do it one day. Kid starts crying. And you're like, you have no idea what's what? Why are, you, why are you crying? I was just praying right now. God, if you're real, prove it. You don't love me. That was happening on the other side of it. And you had no idea about that, but God knows everything. And he's like, hey, go tell him I love him. And you're like, it's weird. The Holy Spirit's weird sometimes, guys. He healed people spitting in mud, rubbing it all on their face, and just doing weird stuff. That's okay. We only got one Holy Spirit. You don't make him adapt to you and what you think is not weird. We adapt to him. Right, And when you start doing what he says and you start realizing, oh, that, that wasn't just in my head. I said that, I did the thing, and I, I see fruit. That was fire. That was fun. God, what are we doing tomorrow? You start to get hyped. And that's when you go from glory to glory to glory. And man, that's when we get more chairs in this youth ministry. We fill that wing, and we fill that wing. Not just to have warm bodies in here that want to just go through life existing, but people who want to live, people who want to pursue. How many of y'all want to be used by God? Like You're like, I, I want to hear from God. I want to know what he wants me to do. I'm going to do this. We're going to need no musicians. Just, just this. I'm going to let you guys sit down. We're going to do a backward altar call today. Usually have everybody stand, heads bowed, eyes closed. We're going to do none of that. If you're here and you're willing to admit, I do not hear from God perfectly. I want to hear from him more and I want to live on mission. My mission is whatever he tells me to do. I want to be in a closer relationship to him than what I am, what I am right now. And I want to follow him. And I want him to open these ears, get the little Q-tips, whatever, whatever needs to come out of there for me to hear from him. I want to give him permission to do it in my life. If that's you, and I'm going to just pray for you before we go into small groups. If that's you, you're like, yep, I want that. I want to be closer to him. I want to be used more by him. But I want to know that I know that I know this is God telling me to do this thing. If that's you, could you just stand for a second? And we're going to pray. And if it's not you, you're like, I hear from God perfectly. I'm, I'm Gucci, Pastor. Thank you. Amen. You can stay seated. Y'all lift your hands for a second like you're about to receive something. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every heart in this room, every soul. God, every leader. God, I'm a pastor. I respond to more altar calls than some of my junior hires. I do not care who's looking at me. I get what I need from you whenever it's available. Right now, it's not just Kronos, God. It's not just 809. It is Kairos. There's an opportune moment, God. There's an impartation that's about to take place. You are about to give people a desire and a power to do what pleases you. You are about to remove things from their life that, is, that are preventing them from hearing you, God. You're going to give them a desire, literally, to want to pursue you. Somebody that hasn't woken up, maybe their whole life to pray with you is like, oh, why do I want to set my alarm clock right now? I actually want to try this out tomorrow. It's you. Anything that's good, every good and perfect gift comes from you, Father. So, Lord, for everybody that stood up for this, for everyone that has their hands outstretched to you right now, Father, fill them in the name of Jesus. And I know you will, God, because this is your will. You desire to bless them. You desire to love them. God, you just want them close. Before you even start giving instructions on what, you don't just want soldiers to enlist and send out. You want to love, God. There's some of us that need healing. 
for some things that we haven't even talked about out loud. And God, it's awesome to pray at church and have altar calls. I love all that. But God, there is healing that can take place in their bedroom when they pray alone with you, when they open up to you. God, I pray, Lord, that they would follow through, God, because faith without works is dead. I pray, Lord, that they would commit tonight to picking a time, taking a time, making time for what's important. You are the most important relationship in our life. Even if we live to be 100 years, God, we are going to spend eternity alive in one of two places, God, and we want to be with you. So, Father, in Jesus' name, help us to cultivate that relationship now. Father, would you speak, God, for every eager heart that's like, I, I would love that, but it's never happened to me before. God, speak. Speak clearly, God. Move people to do things, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would give them a yes in their heart, even before you ask the question or the weird thing you might be asking them to do. And God, I pray that they will begin to share testimonies with their leaders and small groups. And Lord, as iron sharpens iron, when one girl tells another girl, like, y'all, you're not going to believe what happened in school today. I just felt like God told me to do this, and I did it. And then, Lord, let the excitement just run over, God. That's the kind of life you died for us to have. You don't want us just existing. So give life, Lord. You're the giver of it, God. You came that we might have life and have it more abundantly, God. Let every person, God, who wants you have that life, God. So speak, Holy Spirit, do what only you can do, and help us to commit to a God. When we mess up, not if, because we're going to mess up. We're going to miss a, a day we were supposed to read, and, oh, I didn't wake up for two days in a row to pray now. Let me just give up on life. No, help us to just get right back on the horse and ride again. In Jesus' name, God, do this for us, and we, I just can't wait to hear and see the results of this, Father. Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. Y'all know where you're going for your small groups? Anybody confused? Anybody don't know where to go? Okay, cool. By the way, can I say one more quick thing? Small groups work, but you got to work them. If your small group is lame, it's because y'all are being lame. Can I just say that? Because I'm going to go home and eat. I'm going to go with you, Pastor Joy. I'm not going to see y'all maybe for like another month. If they ask you, hey, what's really going on in your life? You're like, nothing. Lame. Open up. Talk. Be real. Be honest. Small groups are fire at that point. Love you guys.